Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. everyone welcome back to soulful valley this week's episode we had emma johnson in talking all about eft and tapping and uh, money blocks and everything related to the science behind eft and uh, i thought i'd come in and chat myself about eft and how it's impacted my life this over the last year if you haven't listened to the episode with Emma, I suggest you go back and listen to it before you listen to this one. But I thought I would elaborate on my own personal experiences. So I started my journey looking into um, supporting the mental health of my ex-husband back in around 2011 when I started to train in some holistic therapies. I think I first started reading a book about CBT and then I studied reflex flexology, Indian head massage, crystal healing therapy and Reiki. My I did my first level one of Reiki and that was all about helping him with his mental health. But on that journey I started to learn a bit about myself. Prior to that I didn't think I had any problems. There was nothing wrong with me at all. I'd had a difficult childhood and that was put away in a box and never visited. I just kept myself busy which I know you know I realise now what that was but I, I absolutely did not think I had any problems at all. I'd had periods of depression, um, postnatal depression and depression as a result of the coming up to around the end of my first marriage but in in general it was it was all about helping my husband with his mental health. On that journey then I set up the charity and then I was trying to help lots of other people with their mental health issues and illnesses and as part of that I studied mindfulness and through the study of mindfulness a lot of my conscious thinking and belief changed so I studied mindfulness before I actually trained in mindfulness I ended up training in mindfulness because the people who were teaching the mindfulness left and somebody needed to step in quite quickly so I did a diploma course and with another lady who had also studied 
studied mindfulness and that was that was the the main thing that we were teaching within the charity as well as delivering holistic therapies so for me mindfulness was a wonderful tool of becoming consciously aware of any of my own negative thinking patterns at the same time as helping everybody else so as i'd explained to emma i had thought that i'd dealt with all of my past i'd let go of any issues with my childhood my relationship was certainly a lot better with my mum where in the past it had been quite difficult because I was holding on to resentment but I'd you know that had all all gone and then I became ill things started to happen for me in 2014 so the charity started it was born in 2013 at the beginning of 2014 I had to have shoulder surgery well I waited six months for shoulder surgery so I took pain medication on a regular basis for that six month duration while I was waiting for the surgery to get me to work so that I was able to work and uh, and it was after that that everything started to go downhill with me with my health so I had um, after the surgery I had in fact before before the shoulder surgery I had labyrinthitis for two months where I was constantly dizzy and couldn't go anywhere without somebody hold you know literally linking arms with me because I felt like the ground was coming up and uh, I had no balance that was pretty awful so that, that happened first then I had the shoulder tear so that was bone spurs tearing my um, rotator cuff and after that surgery I had to take uh, three months sick leave and I was literally only back at work a few months before I had severe pain in my uh, right side in my groin area that literally it disabled me then Uh, I discovered that it was kidney stones but as I continued the treatment for that it was pointed out that my kidney stones were so small nothing could be done about it and that anybody else with kidney stones that size would not even know they had them I had no idea what that meant at that time but I was to find out later on so I had those kidney stones for three years (laughs) so I was dealing with being crippled literally with the pain of kidney stones for three years in the meantime, I'd, they tried um, injections in my lower back to help with the pain, which helped for a couple of months and got me to work for a few months. But then once the injection wore off, I ended up with lower back pain that wasn't there before. I'd also, um, oh, I also had to have a lumbar puncture. I had a lumbar puncture after the labyrinthitis or jaw. You know, it's just after the labyrinthitis. Probably, actually, it was probably a few months later, I think. It was later in the year. But by the time they got around to do... the the test to rule out other things I think it was about six months later and I went in for a lumbar puncture and when I went in for the lumbar puncture they couldn't get the fluid out and they went into my back 13 times and the 13th time they managed to get it out but then I ended up off sick for two weeks because I couldn't move with um, severe pain in my hip and basically tissue damage so I continued attempting re-attempting to go back to work Um, I'd, I'd be back for a few months and then I'd have another six month period off where I was just constantly exhausted my body wouldn't work I worked on the eighth floor of a building at the hospital and there were 16 flights of stairs and the lift often didn't work which wasn't funny no by the time I was also diagnosed with multiple joint osteoarthritis and fibromyalgia you know it obviously wasn't helpful to me in any way to still have to work there I was moved down to the fourth floor which meant it was only eight flights of stairs and my 
car parking pass, my disabled car parking pass, was a very long walk for someone who is disabled. So everything worked against me anyway to, to, to stay in that job. But my mental health had been impacted at work in that job and some of my previous jobs. But I didn't, I never understood why, but I do now. <laughs> anyway, so after the mindfulness I thought that I'd cleared, and I'd studied psychology at degree as well. I've studied the science of the mind at this point. I've studied challenging ideas in mental health and counselling and psychotherapy and CBT. So I've studied all of these things. I consciously know quite a lot about mental health and psychology and mindfulness. But something was still affecting me, especially around the relationship with my then husband. And that takes me back to my trauma as a child. So, you know, when you're living in a household with a father who has definitely, he had mental illness, but it, it was never diagnosed. But I know now that he did. And he was also always often in a lot of pain. So it's quite possible that he had the same conditions that I have because now his sister also has them. And my dad did have quite a lot of problems with his health. So I believe he was drinking to mask his PTSD from when he was in the army and to self-medicate because of the pain. But the point is, um, EFT, when I started that training last summer, as part of that teacher training, we had to write out a list of all of the bad memories that we had to see what charge we had in our bodies when we tapped through with them. And I thought, I, I seriously thought that I had let all of this go, but there was a reaction, it, there was a, a response, a reaction from my body and and I cried a lot through this process. I've also continued to have uh, visceral effects in my body when issues came up around money, which I've become more and more aware of the more I understood about EFT. And then I joined Emma's 16 work, uh, sixteen week program to master your money mind. And what I found in this program is that it's not about money per se. It's about self-esteem, self-belief and worthiness. And the biggest thing that that shows up in is our money. So because that's a tool that we, it's something that we all need to survive. And for me, EFT changes things on a subconscious level. So you can have the knowledge and the understanding consciously, but your body holds on to the emotions and the trauma. And until you do something to release that emotion in your body, you're still going to attract the same shit basically over and over. And that's why my life went round and round in circles because my trauma, my past trauma, I, I was being triggered and re-triggered constantly round and round in circles. And it was with my um, EFT journey that I finally managed to, to do what I needed to do, which was to, to end that relationship because it wasn't good for either of us. Anyway, that's all for now. I just thought I'd share that little insight with you. Till the next time, bye for now. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your intuition now. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I hope that you've heard something today that makes your life a little lighter. Our aim is to share love, light and wisdom and to raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think they would benefit from listening to it. For a free EFT guide 
or to join my Alignment Seekers free Facebook group or to work with me one-to-one. You can find more information at Soulful Valley on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you can email me at soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com. Bye for now. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.